The Productive Woman, Episode 31. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and the encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. And thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we will be talking about focusing or refocusing our attention on the most important things. You'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 31. And this episode is brought to you by Doodle, an online service that makes scheduling meetings of all kinds a breeze. Check out the great features Doodle offers by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And I'll share just a little more about the service later on in the show. We've talked in the past about the idea that productivity isn't about doing more stuff, but about doing the right stuff. But it can be difficult sometimes to know what the right stuff is and to stay focused on that right stuff. And in fact, one of the challenges to productivity in general can be the temptation to chase too many rabbits. I certainly feel that sometimes. The the older I get, the faster time seems to move and the more I realize how much I want to accomplish with the time I have left. That can lead to a temptation to, to try to do too many things at once, accept too many opportunities, you know, maybe out of the fear that this might be the last chance I get. But time and energy are finite resources, as is money, and trying to chase too many things, too many opportunities, do too many things uh, at the same time, dilutes our efforts. We can end up with lots of projects started, but few completed. And that can lead to discouragement and burnout. And maybe you haven't felt those things, but I certainly have. And I'll confess to having dealt with it very recently. So If that's the case, if trying to do too many things at once, chasing too many goals or too many resolutions or whatever we do uh, as we plan our lives, what, how can we choose from among all those options, keep our focus and stay on track to build that life that matters, the life we're trying to, to build for ourselves and the people we care about? Well, one approach that has been helpful to a lot of people is choosing a theme or a word for the year. Um, And that's something, that's a movement that's been around for quite a while. There are a couple of different organizations or websites that promotes this idea of choosing a word. And usually around the end of the year, the beginning of the year, you see tons of stuff like on Facebook where people are saying, this is my word for the year. Why has that become such a big thing? Well, I mean, one idea, and when you kind of look into the what's behind this movement, if you want to call it that, is the is the concept of of abandoning the idea of a list of resolutions of starting your year or your month or whatever with resolutions that don't get fulfilled, but instead focusing all of your your big plans, your, your ideas and and your energies into a word that as one of these websites put it centers on your character. And I will have links to a couple of these sites in the show notes for this episode. So you can learn a little more if this intrigues you. These aren't 
goals or objectives or resolutions like we've talked about in past episodes, they're more like, uh, it's more like a touchstone, an idea or a concept that we come back to regularly to, to sort of find our center relative to the kind of life we're trying to build for ourselves. As we talked about in episode, I think it was episode 29 with Allison Sheridan, uh, it's about making choices and owning those choices and choosing a word uh, or another approach that I'll talk about in a moment can act as a, as a touchstone for those choices we have to make because none of us can do everything. And so this episode is really what I've been thinking about recently is maintaining that focus on those things that really matter to us. And, and this idea of choosing a word or a theme can really help stay focused on those things that matter. Sometimes these, the word that a person chooses is, is more about who you want to be even more than what you want to do. And in the past, I chose a word as because I found that really a helpful way of, of helping me focus. One year, for instance, my word was gratitude. And I instituted some practices to help me develop my ability to be grateful in all circumstances. And it really did help me change my, my attitude and maintain a focus. This year, I went a different way. And I chose three words for the year. And where did I get that idea? Chris Brogan, you can find information about him at chrisbrogan.com. And I will put a link in the show notes. Um, he, he's kind of credited in a lot of circles with coming up with this, this annual approach of choosing three words for the year. I've also seen that Mike Vardy of product Oh, I, I never can say this right. Productivityist.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. He also chooses three words. And on his, for example, his blog, um, he has, says that his three words in 2014 were focus, forward, and family. And uh, a blog post that, again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to check this out. He tells a little bit about what those words meant for him and, um, how he intended to sort of effectuate them in his life. His words for 2015 are generosity, gratitude, and growth. And a lot of people, when I was looking into this and thinking about it um, before I chose my words, I saw that a lot of people do choose, end up choosing words that all start with the same letter or something like that. But that's certainly not uh, necessary. It's not part of it. And I didn't do that. I put uh, a lot of thought into this. And for me, it happened at the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And my words for 2015 are connect, build, and simplify. And as I was thinking about uh, what my words would be, I started by making a list of possibilities and then narrowing it down to words that just kind of resonated with me for this time and this season in my life. And I made a list of what each word meant to me, how it might apply in my life and how I would be using them as touchstones. And I'm sharing this not because I did it right, but I, I just thought maybe um, it, it was helpful to me to see examples of what other people were doing and how it worked for them. And I thought maybe it would help 
for you. And so connect was the first word that came to me. And it covers so many areas in my life. I want this year to kind of dig deeper in connecting with my husband, communicate better, maybe uh, spending more time together, connect with God, because that's important to me. And, and how that might play out is spending more time reading the Bible, praying, listening, connecting with my clients, uh, finding ways to give better and more focused service to them, connecting with uh, the, the, the productive woman community, with you, uh, with potential guests, with other podcasters, connecting with friends and, and connecting with myself. Uh, I guess I've reached a stage in my life where this, this was really relevant to me finding a need as I'm transitioning from one stage of life where my youngest child is going to be 21 in a couple months into a different stage of my life, needing to connect more deeply with my passions, with my fears, um, what what kinds of things am I really afraid of and what am I trying to avoid facing by filling up my time with other things? Connecting with the present, being in the moment more. I tend to be a very um, goal-oriented goal person and always looking to the future and what's next. And I this was just a way that this word resonated with me of being more in the moment and, and embracing what's going on right now, instead of always thinking, uh, what's the next thing, or maybe lamenting things that happened in the past and connecting with my family, uh, my, my mother, my, my kids, my siblings, and so on. So connect is a really important word for me this year. And this, at this stage in my life, the second word for me was is, is build. And again, it applies in a lot of areas. I, uh, I want to build my faith. I want to build my character, do, do the right things more consistently and exercise more self-control. I want to build my relationships. And you can see that this sort of connects with the, with the other first word of connect, but I want to build those relationships. I want to build my health. I want to build a sustainable life in one sense by being more realistic and disciplined in how I spend my time and my money. I, I want to build my writing career. I want to build the productive woman community and, you know, those are just some of the ways on my list. I'm not, uh, honestly, some of them are very, very personal, and I'm not necessarily going to publicize those. But they, I guess that gives you an, a, some examples of how that word um, is, is applying in my life. And the third word is simplify. And for me, that, again, applies in lots of different areas. I, I, I want to simplify my possessions. I want to simplify my needs simplify my workflows. I simply want to start weeding out stuff, um, maybe avoiding situations and activities that complicate my life and focus on the things and the people that really matter. Uh, I want to, for me, simplifying means identifying those people and activities and things that really, really matter and pursue those things and let everything else drop away. I, um, and it kind of goes back and, and all of these things are interwoven. I feel like connecting with my true passions and my fears, 
I can quit filling up my life and my mind and my time with things that really inadequately compensate for not pursuing my passions and that very ineffectively distract me from the things that I'm afraid of. So those are the words that I chose for this year, or maybe they chose me. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But again, I'm not telling you that those are right, the ones that everybody should choose. I'm I'm sharing that as sort of an example of the process that I went through and how maybe you can pursue a similar process if this makes sense to you. I saved my words and my lists of of applications in, um, in a note in Evernote. So I've got it available to me everywhere. So how do you choose your word or your words? There, there's no science to it really. Um, it's a gut thing. Give yourself some time to ponder it to, and see what thoughts or words rise to the surface and resonate with you. Maybe check out the blog posts that I've linked to in the show notes to see some words that other people have chosen. And, and like I said, it's a gut thing. When you see a word that just sort of pings you, maybe start collecting a list of those and then spend time thinking about it and maybe journaling about it until you've narrowed it down to the if you know a word that you're going to choose as your focus for this year or three words as as I did and so that's the sort of simple process if if it makes sense to you to to try that to choose a word or a word or a group of words that means something to you um Chris Brogan's article that I'll, or post that I'll link to in the show notes. And again, those are at theproductivewoman.com slash 31. You'll find these links. He really goes uh, into some suggestions of what maybe doesn't work as, as what is not as useful to do. And then he links to a whole bunch of posts that other people have done with words that they've chosen and why they chose them. and, And, and so you can get a lot of resources there. So how do we use our word or our words to improve our productivity? It's really about, um, it's really about focus. It's, it's really about using them as, as I said before, a touchstone to bring us back to center and bring our attention back to, um, the things that really matter to us right now at this stage in our lives. And you can use the words to do that as tools, first of all, by keeping them top of mind, by posting them in visible places. As I mentioned, I have mine in a note in Evernote, so I can pull it up on my phone when I'm maybe waiting somewhere and just want to think about it a little bit. I have a big calendar on my wall here in my home office that has a space to write those words at the top and um, kind of always be looking at them and thinking about how to apply them and making space for them in my life, so to speak. So schedule time uh, to review them. I think I've talked in the past about the the idea of doing a weekly review of your to-do list and your calendar and everything and, and planning ahead for the week. And you can incorporate this into that weekly review time or quarterly reviews, however you do it, just incorporate this by having that list, your word or words there and thinking about them, reminding yourself why they're important to you. 
journal about them maybe on a regular basis and, and create lists of ways that they ap apply, ways you can see incorporating them into your life, sort of like the, the list that I just went through for my three words. You can use them to develop um, themes for each month or each quarter, and that can be helpful to focus you. You can certainly measure opportunities against them and be prepared to say no, or, or maybe not now, to oppor opportunities that don't feel like they align with your word or with one or more of your words for the year. Remember, there's always later. I think this is one of the biggest challenges that I certainly struggle with, and, and, and maybe you too, that when an opportunity to do something, when a request comes to you to participate in something, even it's a really good thing, but maybe it doesn't really fit right now, and yet you, you, there's this fear or this this sense of, well, if I say no, this is my last chance. And we've talked about this, we've kind of cycled through this a couple of different times in the past. That's something Allison talked about in episode 29, about how she was offered an, offered an opportunity for a promotion that, um, you know, it would have been easy to say, boy, if I blow this chance, I'm not going to get it again. But she made a decision that it didn't work for her and her priorities, and her, her, which included time with her family. And so she let that opportunity pass, and others came to her later. And that's, I thought that was such a good reminder, and it's something I have to remind myself frequently, that if I, if, if, an opportunity that's presented to me doesn't fit with my priorities right now, I can say no, I can say not now, and, and be confident that there will be other opportunities later to do whatever that thing is, and, and not feel like I have to take on everything right now just because it's the last chance I'll ever have. So measure opportunities or requests for your time against these words or your, your word and and see how it fits uh, in the context of the things you want to accomplish with your life. And on a regular basis, ask yourself, what actions have you taken to do or to be or to effectuate your word or your words? And so for me, as I've said, during my weekly review time, I'll look at the words and think about what have I done this past week to simplify or to build or, or maybe more forward looking, what can I put on my to-do list or into my calendar to effectuate these things? How can I connect this week? How can I connect today? How can I connect with my husband? How can I connect with my clients? How can I build the relationships or what can I do this week to build my health? Whatever these things are, um, again, consciously make choices to do these, uh, do things that effectuate these words or make them part of your life. So that's kind of the simple um, outline, I guess, of how we can use a word or a theme or however you want to call it to maintain or refocus on the things that matter the most. If you find this approach intriguing and you want to learn more about it, 
maybe get some ideas to get your own creative mind working on a word or a theme that, that you can put into place. Um, you can visit some of the websites that I've mentioned. They will be, there'll be links in the show notes and see what's worked for other people and see what maybe, uh, you can use in your life. And, and a lot of people do this again at the beginning of the year for, uh, in the place of, of resolutions that don't get met, but you don't have to wait till the beginning of a year to start it. You can start today if, if it's not something you've already done. So what do you think? Do you, like me, sometimes struggle with maintaining focus on the things that really are most important to you? Have you, did you choose a word or words for this year? Uh, Or are you going to now? I'd really love to hear from that. So uh, from you about that, that is. So please feel free to share your word or ask questions, share your thoughts on this idea. Uh, on this topic by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 31 and you can scroll down to the comments section and just share what your word or words word is or your words are for this year and how you're applying them maybe a little bit. A couple of quick announcements before we wrap up. I mentioned uh, recently that I'm preparing for an upcoming episode and I could really use your help are there any productivity rules that don't work for you? That is, you know, time management rules or organization rules that everybody talks about. The experts say, oh, you, this is how you have to manage your time. But the, the, the rules they, they've said apply just don't work for you. I want to talk about that in an upcoming episode, and I'd love your feedback and your, your thoughts on that. So email your non-working rules to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message either on the website, there's a button you can click there, uh, or on the Facebook page, there's a voicemail button at the top of the, uh, near the top of the Facebook page, the Productive Woman Facebook page, that is. And you can just click on that and just record a little voicemail and it'll send it to me. I am always happy to hear from you. Your suggestions and ideas are crucial for this show and for me. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about or a productive woman you think I should invite as a guest, let me know. There's any number of ways you can reach me. If you want to start or participate in a public conversation, you can share your questions or thoughts in the comment section of the show notes. And again, that's theproductivewoman.com slash 31. Or you can post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. I do monitor and respond to those, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. If you want to share your thoughts uh, on today's topic or any other productivity related kinds of things with, if you want to share those with me privately, you can email your questions, your comments, your suggestions to me at feedback at the productive woman.com, or again, leave a voice message by going to the productive woman.com or on our Facebook page. I'd like to ask a small favor if you don't mind, if you, if you feel like this podcast is worthwhile, I would very much appreciate it if you would consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes and Stitcher. Links to subscribe uh, and to rate and review are available in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 31. 
and I, I really would appreciate your feedback so I know whether I'm on target with the podcast. So reviews do a couple of things. They give me that feedback that really lets me know whether I'm hitting the mark or not. Um, and they also help make the podcast more visible so other women who might be enjoy it can find it. So again, I, I hope you'll consider doing that. Before I wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Doodle, and lay, share a little with you about this service, which I'm, I have found is very, very cool. And here's, here's the idea. Scheduling a meeting with a group of people can be a frustrating and time-consuming process. And if you've ever tried to schedule a meeting or some sort of event with a group of people and find a date that works for everybody you know what I'm talking about. You've probably experienced the frustration of dealing with multiple emails or phone calls, trying to keep track of which dates work for who and who hasn't responded yet. And are we going to get a date settled on that works for everybody? Well, Doodle can solve that problem. Doodle is an online scheduling tool that, um, makes it easy to schedule a meeting with one or more people. And over 24 million people use Doodle each month to save time and schedule a wide variety of events, and you can do it too. Registration is not required, so getting started is really simple. To schedule a meeting, you simply go uh, onto the website, or they have apps for iPhone and Android, um, but you you pull up the date you want and you date or dates that are options, and you just literally click on the times that you want to use as options, and then you enter the email addresses of the people that are going to participate, and you click send, and it sends them out an invitation to come in, and they can tell you. Um, yeah, this date works for me, this time works, that one won't work, I'm not available that day, and that sort of thing. And then with a just a glance, you can see everybody's availability and find out where they match. Instead of sending an email out to everybody and then getting 8 million responses back with somebody saying, well, Tuesday works for me. Yeah, Tuesday works. Oh, no, Tuesday doesn't work. And, and you have to keep track of it. You can just look at it on this site and uh, you've got like a list and options of what works for who. And, and you can very quickly see... Um, which dates work for everybody, dates and times. So it's a really cool tool. Um, it can be used to schedule things like business meetings, holiday parties, even dinner with friends. Instead of the texting or emailing back and forth, you can do this very quickly and very easily, and you can do it right on your, your iPhone if you get the app. The basic scheduling service is free, so that's cool as well. And they also offer a free personal scheduling profile called Meet Me. Now, I've used do the Doodle service to schedule some things. I haven't used this uh, yet, this scheduling profile thing, but I'm totally going to give that a shot here soon. Um, like I said, the basic service is free. Premium Doodle is available starting at only $39 a year, and it offers a bunch of additional features such as integration with your calendar, automatic reminders, and much more. And as I'm recording this on, um, what date is it? February 25th of 2015, their website is advertising a 50% discount for education users. So if you're an educator or a student, 
you'll want to check that out and see what their terms are and if that's something that's available um, to you. You can get started for free by visiting their site. Uh, go to theproductivewoman.com slash doodle so they'll, they'll know I sent you. And um, also, while you're there, be sure to check out their iPhone and Android apps. They, they tell me they're going to be launching new apps in April 2015. So that'll be something to watch for. So scheduling doesn't have to be a pain. You can make it an enjoyable experience with Doodle. Learn more at theproductivewoman.com doodle. And thank you to Doodle for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I, I so much look forward to talking with you again soon. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.